Welcome to volume 25, The Inner World of an Introvert. In this episode, we are focusing on the inner world of an introvert. I got the title after watching this docuseries, which is on Netflix, about Naomi Osaka. Being that she's an introvert and how much pressure is on her and she's able to still deliver, then there's no reason we can put limits on ourselves and just say, oh, I'm an introvert. I like to be alone. I don't want to be around people. When really all it could be is the social anxiety. And if that's what it is, because obviously you're listening to this <laughs> podcast because you might suffer from social anxiety. And I'm not, I don't mean suffering because I have social anxiety, but I don't suffer with it. You just learn how to cope with it. And there'll be moments where you're like, oh, but we all get we all get anxious we all have anxiety not one person on this earth doesn't you know doesn't have anxiety but there's a way that you have to control it and just know that having anxiety is not a bad thing in moderation because if you saw a tiger right you're gonna your heart's gonna start racing because you're gonna feel worried or scared fear that's fine but being fearful to have a conversation with a cute guy down the block or um, with the girl you just met or getting that job or that interview, whatever it is, you should not have social anxiety because you're going to change that into something better, right? You're going to say to yourself, all right, I got it. I already know what I need to do. In the documentary, I don't know if it was her, but someone said, you know, you have to be a leader and find your voice. And that's really it. You need to find your voice, whatever way that is. And you don't have to, I'm not telling you to go do a podcast, whatever makes you be able to be a leader and find your voice. If it's through art, if it's through dancing, if it's through music, whatever way you are able to share your gifts, your talents with the world, I say go for it because there's no one like you in the world. We all have our own talents. We all have our own gifts. We're all unique. We all have our own experiences. And I've said this so many times. I probably say this on every episode because it's true. Like if I didn't, if I, there was like so many podcasts that talked about being an introvert and I could have said, you know what? Oh, there's already one out there. So why do I need to do it? But no one has my perspective. And to be honest, nobody's me. And not saying that to be cocky, but no one is Jeanette Hendricks. And when you say that to yourself and you say no one is blank, like, and you say your name, and I mean really mean it and say like, no one else is me because I bring what, right? My name is Jeanette Hendricks. I am an educator. I'm a mother. I have my master's degree in literacy education. I'm a podcaster, right? These are things. I'm a graphic designer. When you keep saying these things to yourself and really mean it, that social anxiety has nothing, nothing to stand on because you have that power. And that's what I mean by the inner world of an introvert. You have to choose what you focus on. Are you going to focus on the fact that you can be embarrassed that you're afraid 
or someone's going to offend you? Or can you say, damn, I got, I, I got my master's, I got this, or you don't even need to have a college degree. I have experience. I have, I'm an expert in this area. Well, watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos and learn something, right? And say, you know what? I, I'm going to do this. Stop putting limits on yourself. If you're afraid of speaking in public, then practice and watch all the videos you can on how to um, do public speaking. I feel like there comes a point in our life when we have to make the decision to say, you know what? I'm going to stop playing the victim. I'm going to stop blaming everybody else. And I'm going to say, you know what? I need to take control of my own life and put on some big boy pants or big girl pants, whatever pants you want to put on and get to work and really work on your inner world. Naomi Osaka's docuseries, right? It's just her name. And I was watching the docuseries and it really opened up my eyes to so much, you know, like having in this podcast and being up to the 25th episode, I would have never thought me as an introverted woman would be able to, you know, do these things. And, you know, I've crossed a lot of hurdles. I'm still growing each day and still learning about myself as a person. But after watching her story and seeing that, you know, she just, she's just like me. She's an introvert. She worries a lot. And that's one thing I often do. I worry about what's next. And I'm sure I'm not alone, right? Because being an introvert, you live in this you live in, when you're in your solitude and you're alone, you're constantly thinking about things of how you want life to be. And sometimes, no, not sometimes, we cannot control the outcome of things. We have to let that go and just enjoy the present moment. And watching her documentary and seeing about all the things that she was carrying, all the things she was thinking about, that's really what causes, you know, that social anxiety because you're building, you have all this built up stuff that you're keeping inside and not letting it out, it's not good. So I'm gonna look at the definition of what social anxiety is and what it's defined. And I looked on Google. So according to Google, um, so social anxiety is defined as a mental health condition, right? We talk about mental health and so many people take it for granted, myself included, like, oh, mental health is not important. And honestly, I feel like that's probably the most important part of your health, you know, your mental health. And having social anxiety, it puts limits on you. As if you watch the documentary, you see like, she was able to do all of these things, right? Which is amazing. So we know that social anxiety is something that you can overcome because she's living proof. Like, I think she's the top sports player and like, you know, the number one athlete in the world um, in tennis or whatever. But I'm saying this because she's an introvert and she has this inner world and she's battling between trying to fit in a world that has their own set of rules. And then she's trying to find where she fits in it because why should, why? Should this girl have to feel obligated to talk in front of press if she struggles with social anxiety or it makes her feel 
anxious. Why not avoid that altogether? And that's what she did. And I'm happy she stood up for her mental health. So social anxiety is a chronic mental health condition in which social interactions cause irrational anxiety, right? So anxiety is a good thing, right? Anxiety protects us from danger, right? If you see a dog, you might get anxious and say, oh, and, and go the other way. Anxiety is not a bad thing. But when it's irrational, then it can lead to a lot of things, right? Because for people with social anxiety disorder, everyday social interactions cause irrational anxiety, fear. Um, you might start to feel self-conscious about things that may, the person that you're talking to is probably like, what's going on? I don't even notice anything, but you're so focused on every little aspect of that um, interaction that you may feel self-conscious about something or you are fearful of embarrassing yourself. Um, and when you're anxious, remember, anxiety all comes from like what you're thinking. And when you're thinking about what might happen in the social interaction, you're causing unnecessary stress, right? Because you're actually, you have all this fear of situations that you might be judged or you might worry about getting embarrassed or humiliated. Who cares? What's the worst that could happen? And that's what I realized. Like, what is the opposite of feeling that anxiety or what's causing me to be anxious when I'm in these social settings? And that's one thing I was working on because I want to be able to show face, you know, like I love podcasting because it's where I can be myself. I'm in my room and nobody's around me while I record it, but so many people can listen to me all over the world and I can still be my introvert self. So there are ways to share your story with the world and still be true to who you are. And I feel like that's what Naomi is doing, right? She's finding ways to really be able to connect with her inner world as an introvert and bring all of her talents, all of her gifts that she has to share with the world in her own way. Because look, she's a tennis player, amazing tennis player at that. So those of you who are introverts and you're listening to this segment, just know like your inner world is the where you need to do the most work first, right? Getting over that social anxiety of, oh no, like I'm scared I'm gonna get judged or I'm worried that I might get embarrassed. Okay, if you trip and fall, whoop-de-doo, you get back up and you say, man, that was a hard fall and just start laughing. Because if you're letting humiliation stop you from doing whatever you want, if you're letting the fear of judgment stop you, then you're only putting these limits on yourself. Nobody else is doing that but you. And I'm saying this not to like critique or criticize anyone that's listening. It's, I had to have these conversations with myself, right? I had to have those deep conversations with my inner world as an introvert and say, okay, I wanna do more. I have so much more I want to give the world, but I'm letting, I'm limiting myself because of fear. I'm limiting myself because of embarrassment. When you sit there and say those things back to yourself, right? You say it back to yourself and you're like, okay, yeah, that really 
isn't a good reason not to share my gifts with the world. Because think about it, if Naomi was let social anxiety take over her, she wouldn't be where she is today, right? And in the documentary, in the docuseries, she said something that was amazing. She really talked about like speaking up. And that's what really stood out to me, like the whole part of speaking up. So you, so some people are like, okay, what's an example of social anxiety? So if you're talking to a stranger, that might happen. Speaking in public, when you go, maybe go on a first date, some people might even feel uncomfortable with making eye contact. That can be really hard for them. Entering a room of like people that you don't know, like the first day of school. I think everyone gets social anxiety, right? The first day of school. But for some, they get social anxiety every interaction or a lot more interactions than someone who doesn't. Going to parties, because you're thinking about so much it's the worry, like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Or if someone comes to talk to me, what am I gonna do? Instead of just going like, hey, it's gonna be a good time, we're gonna get lit, do that instead, right? And you gotta talk yourself up. And when you talk yourself up and you're like, hey, I don't care if they're gonna judge me. And I told you the opinion of others is the, another thing that you gotta let go of. The more you care about what people say, that's what you're gonna continue to consume. You're gonna continue to think that and when you get into these social interactions, of course, you're going to have anxiety because you're thinking so much about what people think about you and about being judged that you came and enjoy the moment. And that's what this season's all about is like really finding your purpose, getting over those hurdles, like doing the work, right? The internal work that needs to be done. Because a lot of you ask me like, oh, hey, how did you do it? How'd you quit your job? And it's like, are y'all really, 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 really ready for that conversation? Because you got to really do the work internally before you start to see change in this whole external world. It can have an effect on your life, especially in adulthood. It could cause people to have low self-esteem. You can have negative thoughts because all you're thinking about is what people used to say to you. It can cause depression. Some people can be sensitive to criticism. And that can, all those things combined can cause poor social skills that won't improve. But there's always ways and things that you can do to cope with it. And how can you get over that? So here are some five things that you could do to kind of get over or help you with some social anxiety. Number one, Challenge and counter your negative thoughts. So what, whenever you have a negative thought of like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me? Or what's the outcome of this situation? Switch it. Like if you're going to, if, if you feel like you're going to trip and fall, you might have spinach in your teeth or whatever. Put a positive one. Like, hey, this might go great. And think logically. That really helps me. Like whatever, whenever you have a negative thought, switch it for a positive. When you say to yourself, oh, I can't do it. Right, I can't do this, I can't do that, or I'm so nervous. Switch that and say, well, I can learn how to do it. See how that just changes your whole attitude? Like, I can't do it versus I can learn how to do it. Totally different. And I'm sending you off to go into the world and be a little less anxious. Make an effort, right? Try to make an effort to be more social. Make a joke. 
find a line, something to build a relationship. Start by saying a hello. That's one way to break the ice. I realize that I cannot drink too much coffee. When I drink so much coffee, my anxiety is through the roof. I'm not doing that. So definitely, if you like coffee, you got to like lower it down. I definitely switched out to drink more green tea. That's also helpful. But definitely, definitely limit the caffeine. Some techniques that really help me just change your thinking, especially the thoughts about the future. Um, that's one thing that really gets people anxious. You know, the teacher in me has to go through each step when we're talking about social anxiety. So that way you have a full picture of social anxiety. So we already talked about like when it happens. Now, what does it feel like? For, for people that might be like, I don't even know. And some of you might be having social anxiety all the time and not even know what it is. And you don't know how to pinpoint it. So some physical symptoms are like rapid heart a heartbeat. If your heart is racing, like as if you're, you know, you're meeting, um, you have a meeting or you have a job interview and your heart's racing, your muscles might get tight. Sometimes you might even get dizzy or lightheaded. That's definitely something that I get sometimes, which is crazy, right? Just because of all of this thinking happening, your stomach might hurt. Yes. And you might, I never had this, but some people might cause diarrhea sometimes, um, an inability to catch your breath or like some out of body sensations. These are things that really happen. It all comes down to worrying. So stop worrying. And it's easier said than done. I'm also going to share with you some ways to let go. I've been reading this um, book about controlling your anxiety before it controls you by Albert Elise. And I talked about that in the last segment when we were talking about anxiety and I'm going to give you some and sometimes that's hard for some people to process it's like wow how can you just go out in front of people and just talk and make everyone laugh and for me that's hard and there are a lot of people that struggle with that and to some people it comes off as oh wow you're different or you're unique you're quirky those are some things some people don't know this but social anxiety disorder kind of prevents you from really, really living your life to the fullest. Like you avoid situations that people might consider as something that's fine. So social anxiety, some of the causes can be like a history of abuse, bullying, or teasing. And try to change, shift your focus on you to someone else. So like keeping your focus on others instead of focusing on like, oh no, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Because the more you keep focusing on the fact that you're nervous or you're scared or your heart is beating, it's going to consume you. So don't do that, right? Try to focus your attention on things around you. Have a conversation with someone, engage in something to really get out of your head. Something that I started doing in boy, it has helped me. At first, I was like, what? Meditating. And I always talk about this. Meditation and yoga. If you're not into yoga, definitely try meditation. It has helped me with my anxiety. I mean, when I spend 30 minutes or even 15 minutes when I first wake up, and I mean, as soon as I wake up, I don't even like, I may go to the bathroom, right? But when you're done in the bathroom, you go back 
and you lay down and you meditate and you just breathe. And I do guided meditation because I'm not an expert yet. Some people could just have some like meditation music and just go do their own thinking, like just calm their bodies themselves. I myself, I know my brain and I'll just start thinking about so much. I do guided meditation. And then once you're comfortable without having someone guide you through the meditation, then you could do it on your own. But whatever works for you works for you. And it's helped me. I don't really have as much anxiety as I had in the, like, you know, when the pandemic started, I was just, my, my anxiety went through the roof, right? And I had to find ways to cope because I knew, I was like, this is not something that I'm going to let stop me. So I was reading books. I was researching, doing all of these things. And that's why I'm sharing with you guys, because I know there's someone out there that's suffering with social anxiety and they want to get over it. They want to take control over their life, but they just don't know how. And that's the goal, right? To change your perspective become stronger, don't let fear stop you from whatever you want to do. We've been talking about this the whole season, right? You want to live more freely. How can you live more freely when you're letting fear stop you? You're letting things control you. You're constantly thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past and you're regretting things that you did. How can you really do Anything that you want to do, if you're holding on to all of these obstacles, you're putting all these obstacles in your way. So I want you to say to yourself that you will enjoy the present moment, right? And you can say this to yourself, I will enjoy the present as much as I can. And I'll also prepare for enjoying the future. And I like to say that to myself because you don't want to say planning for the future, just enjoy the future. Because even when you're planning, 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 is that really enjoying it? No. So I will enjoy the present as much as I can also prepare for enjoying the future. I can control to a large degree my reactions to what happens in the future. But I, I can control only to a limited degree what the future actually will bring. The more I insist on controlling it, the more I will probably help screw it up. And that was actually from um, how to control your anxiety before it controls you. That is one of the methods that, you know, that help you deal with thoughts of thinking about the future. And the more you keep saying that to yourself, it makes that anxiety a little bit better. So thank you for listening to The Chronicles of an Introverted Black Woman, volume 25. The inner world of an introvert. Later.